Welcome to Virtually Amazing, the podcast for virtual assistants with me, Shelley Fischel of Tomorrow's VA and Joe Brianti of JLB Business Consulting. Each week we chat with amazing guest experts all aimed at helping you grow your VA business. So sit back, grab a cuppa and tune in for a fun-filled episode. Welcome listeners to episode number uh, 43 of the podcast with Joe and I today and this is coming to you on the 15th of March although we are recording it on the 2nd of February. So Joe, um, just before we came on we were just having a a chit chat and, and Joe asked me how I was and I was saying I was a bit tired. Um, and I'm having an easy day, which is something that I don't do very often. I probably should do more often than I than I do. Yeah. How about you, Joe? Do you have easy days every so often, or do you wait for your body to tell you you need one, or do you get on with it and just power through? It, it varies. It, it varies tremendously <clears throat> with me. I'm quite lucky. I have a dog, which means that I have to kind of step away um, on a frequent basis and. As we all know, we're all in lockdown and I really value that hour and a half, two hours out with the dog every day. Um, I don't always sort of just go to my local park. Sometimes I drive a bit further out, which means that, you know, I can park, I can walk through the forest and, you know, I get that little drive by myself listening to the type of music I like <laughs> versus a teenager's radio channel um, or the football or sport channel that my husband likes I get that hour hour and a half of walking in nature which is, is just so grounding at the moment and then you come back and you feel a bit more energized yeah. you know um, yeah. but so that helps me but I am notoriously bad at <laughs> you know just plowing on through um and skipping meals and Mm. yeah just uh, you kind of get in the zone and I know that you're very similar you get in that zone and you just go and go and go and then all of a sudden you think oh my goodness it's four o'clock and I've missed lunch or whatever that looks like um slightly more difficult at the moment because the house is full and there's always somebody who'll say come on you know yeah no it's 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 fine and and I think it's quite good that we're chatting about this today because our guest today who's going to come on very soon is a wonderful Rachel McGuinness who runs Wake Up With Zest which is an online hub where there are loads of articles and help things and she provides this to individuals and to corporate entities as well and she does lots of talking about health and well-being and she's going to share some of her top tips about working from home as well um, when we have a chat shortly but yes I you're you're absolutely right I'm very guilty of getting in the zone sitting here or standing because I have a sit-stand desk and in fact I'm going to stand up in a minute um, when we interview Rachel and um And I do, I get in the zone, I'll get up early, I'll come in here to my little space and just get on with it. And I have been known to to forget to eat breakfast or Mm. lunch, which is not a good thing to do. And and I know that. So yeah, it's uh, it's one of those things. But I think a lot of um, VAs and people who work from home 
are the same. In fact, I saw a post by somebody else on LinkedIn yesterday that said she had been guilty of doing that, getting up, mm-hmm. sitting at her computer all day and forgetting to eat until she had a chat with a health and well-being person. And she's changed her mindset around what she does. So mm-hmm. I'm looking forward to chatting to Rachel and hearing what her top tips are. There are. Although I suspect I might know what a few of them are already because common sense really isn't it yeah and and you know it's it's a lesson for all of us that that it's different for me at the moment I've got the children at home I've got my husband at home and they kind of work on this pattern where they've got to stop and eat yeah because you know you're fueling teenagers but my husband is a very nine to five in the office kind of person with a fixed lunch break and I have got slightly better into that habit because he'll come and say, right, lunch is now, you know, but when I'm here on my own, it's very different. And I know I need to be more mindful. And I'm sure that, you know, as you say, Rachel will have lots and lots of the common sense um, pieces of wisdom that we all know, but we're just not always so mindful about. Yeah, I think so. So I think we better stop waffling and queue up and go and get Rachel. See you or hear you in a minute, listeners. Welcome back, listeners. And now we are delighted to have with us the wonderful Rachel McGuinness, who has the um, Wake Up With Zest, which is very opposite. Joe and I were just having a chat, Rachel, before you came in. Um, And usually we have a chat about how what we're we're up to. So Joe asked me how I felt. And I said, well, actually, I'm really tired. And uh, so it was quite a if 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 I'm going to be tired, this is a good episode to be tired for. (laughs) You're going to give us some tips, I hope anyway. But before we get into all of that, what, um, why don't you tell our listeners who you are, and what you do? And then we'll, we'll, we'll have a nice chat. Okay, so uh, I'm Rachel McGuinness and my company is Wake Up With Zest. And we work with uh, both individuals and forward-thinking organisations, helping with their mental and physical health. So we do that with um, helping people improve their sleep, eat healthier, get fitter and uh, be more resilient. And since the beginning of the pandemic, uh, we took our business uh, online. So we've been doing lots of webinars. So normally we do talks and workshops in organizations, Mm. one-to-one health consultations, um, sleep clinics and health coaching. Uh, But obviously we can't do the face-to-face stuff at the moment. Uh, So I do a lot of webinars and podcasts. And then um, the Zest Wellbeing Hub is a a resource for people um, where we have over 30 contributors who contribute expert material every month. Wow, Wow. that's fantastic. That is just amazing. Absolutely amazing. So, um, yeah, because I first saw you speak at the IOD quite a few years ago now. Um, And and we have we we both belong to another network and we see each other every so often on a Friday morning as well, which is quite nice. So that's really nice kind of to pick up, pick that all up. So what sort of articles are in are in your well-being hub? Um, Well, We've got the four pillars of vitality. So sleep, healthy eating. Um, We've got a mindful chef um, that writes stuff for us, a health coach and someone um, who talks about disordered eating. So it's not eating disorders. So disordered eating. Uh, And then uh, we've got a personal trainer, 
so sorry, in the fitness section, we've got personal trainers, yoga teachers, Pilates teachers. We've got a chiropractor who's giving lots of great information about um, how to get over our pandemic postural problems at the mm-hmm. moment. And I actually interviewed mm-hmm. her last week as part of a zest cast. Ooh. Get it? <laughs> Definitely. Um, and then um, we've got things about sort of resilience and stress management, mental health. So we've got uh, counsellors, psychotherapists, psychologists, um, writing for us and then we've got additional areas where we've got men's health and women's health and uh, financial well-being and I'm just about to start up another category about planet well-being so people oh. are doing great things for the planet oh wow do good things it makes you feel better yeah. oh wow that's a, that's that's phenomenal that's phenomenal but I've got a different question Rachel mm-hmm. I want to know how you got into this where did it all start for you in the health and zesty well-being space? What, what was your background before? My background before, let me just switch my phone off. I should have done that before. Yeah, we've all done that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so I used to be in the corporate world and I was in um, events and, uh, sorry, in events and marketing for the telecoms industry. And I had quite a, a jet, set, jet set lifestyle. So I used to be traveling all over Europe, sometimes to the States, staying in beautiful five-star hotels and eating in Michelin-starred restaurants, mm. doing a lot of client entertaining. And um, it, it basically took a toll on my health. Uh, so to the extent that I was about three and a half stone heavier than I am now, so that's about 20 kilos, wow. um, sleep deficient, very stressed. I smoked. I smoked in between 20 to 40 cigarettes a day. Um, what else was I doing wrong? I wasn't doing any kind of fitness. I was very lazy. I got traumatized by uh, PE at school. <laughs> yes, I'm the one in the back of the class trying to duck out, not not be seen. <laughs> yeah, when, you, when, you're, when you're short, you're five, five foot three, hurdles aren't really a good idea. And I was given the discus or the shot put to throw. And oh, it was just, it was, and yeah. yeah it wasn't good. High jump. No. no. Standing on freezing <laughs> hockey pitches. No. Um, so yeah, so consequently, I got very lazy for a, a couple of decades. And um, what else did I do? Wrong? Oh, I used to drink a lot as well. So I, I was nicking back, back a bottle of Chardonnay uh, every night to help with my stress levels, really. And actually, mm. no wonder I didn't sleep. But in the year 2000, I had a, an epiphany moment when I was away on a, a site visit for the uh, organization I was working for. I was in Barcelona and I woke up one particular morning in my hotel room feeling horrible. The night before I'd been uh, drinking far too much. So too much Rioja, too many Spanish cigarettes called Ducados, too many tapas, Hmm. not enough sleep. Woke up with a hangover and then um, realized I needed to get up for a meeting. And on the way to the bathroom, I just caught my reflection in the mirror. And um, I, I thought to myself, I can't go on like this. I'm three years away from being um, 40 and I want to be fit and 40. So that was kind of mm. a big thing for me. That was my trigger. And I thought, right, I'm going to stop dieting because I've been on a diet for about 20 years. It didn't work. <laughs> I was three and a half stone heavier than I should be. And I thought to myself, right, I've got to stop this dieting lot because it's just doing my head in and I'm going to start eating healthily. And I'd seen a book somewhere where there was like a 30 day program. And I thought, I'm going to follow that. And I thought, right, when I get back to the UK, I'm going to stop this dieting lot, eat healthily, give up the cigarettes, cut down on the booze and start to get fit. And (laughs) 
So, so it was, it was, I was a bit of an all or nothing character when it sort of came to that. You know, a lot of people would do things gradually, but I was just like, right, I've got three years to get myself um, on, on track uh, to get to being sort of healthy. Um, and, and actually I did it in six months. And um, so that's how I went from being unfit and unhealthy to healthy. And then, um, was it another three years? Yes, it was. It was in 2003. I had another epiphany moment. Keep having these little sort of moments uh, where I was talking to my massage therapist and she's going, God, I can't believe your transformation. You look so good and you're do you've, been you've done so well. Um, and I said, yeah, I said, you know, it's great because a lot of people ask me about it. And I said, the amount of advice I give people, I should get paid for it. And she goes, <laughs> so why don't you? And so, yeah. <laughs> so that was that. <laughs> so that was that. And I said, well, what do you mean? And she goes, well, why don't you become a personal trainer? I said, but I hate exercise. She said, but you don't anymore. She said, you'd be great for helping people um, who are exactly like how you were. And I thought, okay. She said, so being a, a woman in your 40s, being a personal trainer is going to attract people who really hate fitness. I went, okay. She said, because you'll inspire them. She said, you love food, you love cooking. Why don't you do some nutrition stuff? So I thought, okay. So within about 24 hours, I'd actually found the courses I wanted to do. A year later, after doing a few more qualifications, I jacked in my corporate life and um, set up my own business and and that was it so that was 17 years ago oh, wow that's amazing that is so inspirational mm. and I think that our listeners a lot of people will be sitting there nodding their heads uh, yeah. and and resonating with that you know so many of us don't like exercise and we know we could do better with our health and wellness and nutrition and everything and uh, yeah being an all or nothing sort of person probably helped in that respect because you yeah. just kind of went for it <laughs> It's so, like now or never. <laughs> now or never. No, but I think we do have those epiphanies, as you call them, from time to time in some way, whether that's leaving a corporate career to run your own business or deciding to get healthy or or whatever it is. Yeah. And I think what's also inspirational is is being able to spot an opportunity as well. And even if it takes somebody else to show it to you, yes. but to be open to it. Yes. Yeah, um, it's, it's that, that, that uh, I, I was on a course learning how to do use word six. That's how long ago it was. It's like eons wow. ago. Uh, and the, the girl who was the trainer said to me, you can do you could do this. You could be the trainer. And I said, nah, don't be ridiculous. And then that's where my thing started, where somebody else showed me that yeah there was something something I could do so thanks to your massage therapist we have I know work I know. out with zest so what are top tips have you got for our VA listeners who are all struggling along working from home homeschooling their kids and trying to run their businesses all during a pandemic I know <laughs> oh gosh I mean there's lots of things and um so I, I think the first thing is uh, creating boundaries um about you know when you will do things what you will do and what you won't do and I think that's a really healthy thing for your for your mental health but you do have to look after number one so it's really important to look after your own self-care and I'm not just talking about um putting a face pack on and having a <laughs> relaxing a bath with a lavender oil <laughs> so, so it is important that you do look after yourself because 
it then means that you can look after people better. Uh, so the number one thing is sleep. So if you're feeling tired all the time, prioritize your sleep. Sleep is so important. People really underestimate the value of sleep and what it does. You know, you think you, you just close your eyes and you could like fall off the edge of a cliff and then you kind of wake up again, you dream a bit, you know. Um, but a, a lot of um, sort of th things are being... Um, sort of processed and moderated when when you're asleep so things like your metabolism your blood pressure um your digestion your hormones so many things it's only the only time that your brain can actually do its own detox uh when your muscles are repaired cells are repaired and when free radicals are, are cleaned up so those are the cancer producing yeah. cells so prioritize your sleep and if you are feeling tired then look at creating an eight hour window for your sleep and this is actually something that I've been doing over the past 18 months or so after um, seeing Professor Matthew Walker who uh, who uh, wrote the book why we sleep um, mm -hmm. talk yeah. and um, I've gone through a period of my sleep being disrupted because um, there's kind of a lot of sort of family sort of issues going on at the moment with my elderly father and things like that. So it meant that I got quite stressed out over Christmas yeah. and my sleep went out of whack. So what I've been doing is to really make sure that I'm on track with my sleep. So that means being very, very strict, that it's lights out at 10 o'clock every night and waking up at six o'clock every morning more or less weekends there is a little bit of leeway but I try not to sort of change the times too much um, and, it, and it works because it just really helps you get your sleep back on track so it is really prioritize your sleep making sure that you've turned off your tech at least an hour or two before bedtime because you need that wind down time that time to relax uh, before bedtime because your brain just needs that time to relax you can't sort of be working at your desk and go okay right I'm tired I'm going to go to bed now because you're not going to get that yeah. quality sleep that you need so it is really important that you wind down before bedtime yeah. so that's my number one thing oh right well yes there's a few things there I could definitely improve on so I don't know about getting to bed at 10 o'clock but is it, <laughs> it would you know that eight hour window does it matter what time that window starts is it that thing about I think we're always told you know it's better to sleep before midnight than after midnight but if it's eight hours does it matter which eight hours it is well it really depends on what they call your is your is your chronotype so whether or not you're a an early lark so I'm an early morning person or whether or not you're a night owl or you're something in between mm. um there is a book and it's on my shelf and it's called the power of when by Michael Michael somebody <laughs> <laughs> and uh, he talks about um you're not sort of uh, larks or owls anymore so you are uh, lions dolphins wolves and bears so oh. there's like four different ones and and it's really where you get your most energy so if you wake up early in the morning you're going to be more energized first thing in the morning to do certain tasks and things like that and then you're going to be sort of tired sort of early evening um so you don't really want to be going to bed at midnight no so, so it is all about working with your energy, working with your chronotype. It's a great book, so I recommend getting it. Okay, well, we'll we'll pop a link in the resources section um, to to any any publications yeah. that you suggest because that'd be handy, won't it, Joe? Joe, yes, you absolutely. You went to sleep there. Back <laughs> in the room, oh, my, my, I sort of froze. Froze. Um, I've heard about that that sleep 
um, book that you you mentioned. And, and I've also spoken to somebody recently, just in passing conversation, and they referred to it as sleep hygiene. Yes. And, and it's the it, it, it's the same idea as um, just general hygiene you have in your, you know, you don't go to bed without brushing your teeth. He doesn't go to bed without, you know, making sure the room is dark, that um, he has no electronics in his bedroom, um, you know, because of the, the, the stimulus overnight or lights in his bedroom. And um, he's religious about kind of putting his, his laptop off and, and this type of thing, you know, it, different times and uh, and all of those things. I thought it was really fascinating. I've not given it that much thought before, really. And it's amazing actually how much light pollution there is in your bedroom. So for example, um, even though I've got, I've got a blind um, over the window, I've actually put a blackout blind over it now and it, and it just cuts out so much more light. And then yeah. in our bedroom, there's a fire alarm thing. I mean, it's not that bright. It's not like being in a hotel room where you see the thing flashing, <laughs> but you're just kind of aware of it. So we bought these like little sticky black dots that you can buy off um, that well-known um, <laughs> shopping site online that we buy a lot of stuff from. Um, and, and these will block out any LED lights. Yeah. So they've gone on the, the fire alarm. So the fire alarm will still work, but it just means you don't get that light. And then yeah. extension leads, you've got those little red lights as well. So blocking out those. And then I've got like a little dehumidifier, which there's a little light on that. So I've blocked that out as well. And you know what? It does really improve um, your sleep being in a dark room. Yeah. yeah. Something else that I um, discovered when I was talking to um, Tony, like my friend about this, he said, make sure your bedroom is cooler than your lounge mm. and it should be at, at bedtime it should be around about the 10 degrees mark so your radiator should be turned down so it's much much cooler because you sleep better yeah. and I had no realization yeah. of that either that was really interesting for me when I yeah so um 16 to 18 degrees oh, 16 is, I got yeah. that wrong yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. but I always have uh, you know have your bedroom well ventilated so make sure yeah. that you've got a window open or you've got air con on that will just yeah. kind of or a fan that will just circulate the air a little bit uh, and also um making sure that uh, your bed is really comfortable because you actually spend about a third of your life in bed so if you live to be 90 you'll be in your bed for 30 years so it's worth wow. <laughs> money on it yeah <laughs> more time in your bed than in your car and uh, so having a comfortable mattress and then also decent bed linen as well. I mean, yeah. I, I do like my Egyptian cotton bed linen. Yes. I'm with you on that one. Totally with you on that one. Yeah. We have um, a temple bed. And not only is it a temple mattress, it's also one of those that goes up and down so we can raise it. That, that was my big extravagance. Um, but I have very, very bad back. And after I had the first lot of back surgery back in 2007, six, seven, um, I, I said, I want this temple mattress. And my husband said, oh, it's so expensive. And I said, I don't care. We're getting it. And it's yeah. been the best investment. The best. Yeah. Absolutely the best. And my back surgeon was so happy when I told him. He said, oh, that's really good. Yeah, so, no, they're yeah. very good mattresses. But but there are lots of other, There's lots of other ones that, yeah. that aren't um, as expensive. So you don't have to buy the most expensive ones. And there's a lot yeah. that you can have on a 100-day trial. And if you don't like them, you can send them back. Yeah, um, yeah. And amazing. And also making sure you've got decent uh, pillows as well that support your neck. 
And um, bedding as well is another interesting one because uh, I've gone from sort of feather filled duvets, which I've had for like years to uh, a wool duvet. And um, it actually regulates your body temperature better. So I've got oh. uh, a duvet on top and then I've got um, a wool mattress topper as well. Oh, that's interesting. I hadn't thought that of that. Is, that is really yeah. interesting. But certainly having a sleep, I always, um, living in Israel now, so I actually I always sleep much better in the winter than mm. I do in the summer because it's so hot. Yes. Um, and sleeping in the summer is 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 vastly overrated because it's just so hot you can't sleep some nights or you wake up and end up on the couch where it's cooler than in the bedroom so uh, so definitely I mean I like it how it is now and it's much cooler at night it's the best for sleeping so uh, uh, so what you could do in the summer is um where you have maybe a fan on is to put in front of it your ironing board or a clothes dryer with a damp towel on it and that's going to circulate if you don't have air con yeah going to circulate the air and make it cooler for you yeah oh that's a good tip that's a very interesting <laughs> a good tip. tip i won't be able to action that my husband can hear a spider at 80 yards <laughs> so that's not gonna work in our bedroom it works actually if you're in a hotel room yeah remember what hotels are like oh um, what's, yeah. what are they <laughs> yeah so if you get if you find that um quite often hotel rooms are very dry because yeah. they're sort of automatically sealed um so if you just get your ironing board, get the ironing board and put a damp towel over it, it will just help with sort of moisture yeah. in, the, in the air. Okay. It was, it, am I right in thinking as well, Rachel? It's also important to think about how long you have your mattress. I mean, yes. uh, you know, it, and, and it, it's a bit like, uh, you know, changing your bed linen regularly, which I know is, it, but it, it's that whole mattress changing thing, isn't it? Because it, wears out over time absolutely yes so if you um it's probably about seven to ten years but if you're starting to find that your mattress is getting uncomfortable that's probably when it's it's time to to change mm. it uh, but remember to turn it if it needs turning and sort of or if it just needs a 180 de degree turn rather than a, a flip complete, yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> complete flip that's right <laughs> yeah <laughs> top to bottom and bottom to top but all just a complete yeah so just make sure that you do look after it and um but the sleep council says it's about 10 years mattress uh, man manufacturers will say seven because obviously well, they want to sell more <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah so that was tip number one so we've done sleep so what else could you advise our va listeners who are working from home um oh gosh Shall I go for eating healthily or shall I go for um, being more active? Let's go for being more active. So uh, at the moment, um, if you're in lockdown, um, then, you know, getting outside in the fresh air every day is an absolute must. Getting out in daylight because that's actually going to help you with your sleep because it's going to reset your circadian rhythm. Um, you're out in natural light. And if you're out sort of lunchtime-ish, it means that it's the, you're going to get the sort of brightest light especially during winter as well. And also being outside is good for your mental health. So even if it's just a quick walk around the block, that's good. But also keeping sort of physically active during the day. So you probably mm. see I'm moving around a bit. I have a standing desk, um, one from that lovely Scandinavian store we all love, Ikea. <laughs> yeah. And I, I bought one for 215 quid. Um, it's called Skest, Skesta. <laughs> Oster, my, my 
uh, Swedish isn't very good, but it's, it's only one that you, you go uh, hand yeah. crank up and down, but um, it's got my lights on it. It's got two monitors on it and, and it's great because I actually stand most of the day and I take my calls standing. Uh, so my whole desk setup is I can either sit or stand. And I also got myself a decent office chair as well. Yeah. Uh, so doing that, but also just making sure you are doing some exercise. So for, for those um, who don't do anything, please let me inspire you. I still hate exercise, even though I am a personal trainer. Um, <laughs> it's a kind of a wanted... bit of an anomaly, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> I'd like, like to brand myself as the, uh, of the UK's uh, laziest personal trainer when I was doing personal training. I don't actually do it anymore. Uh, I let other people do it. But, um, you know, so first thing in the morning, because I'm a morning person. So depending on where your energy is, is do something, you know, even if it's a 10 minutes. So I will do Joe Wicks or a, another kind of hit workout. That's high intensity interval training. Sounds a lot scarier yeah. than it is. But you get a lot of bang for your buck with those exercises. Uh, there's another woman called Lucy Wyndham Reed. I think it is. She's like the female equivalent of Joe Wicks. But there's something for everybody on YouTube and it's just doing something short and sweet that just get, gets you active. So in my um, some morning routine, I'll do a 10, 15 minute Joe Wicks workout and then I'll do 10 minutes of yoga. And that just really sets me up for the day. It keeps me fit and healthy. I will go out for a quick lunchtime walk in the summer. Obviously I am doing a lot more um, walking, but um that's all you need to do. And doing stuff with your own body weight as well really helps, you know, as you get into your fifties of which I am now. Um, I, I, I just find that sort of just doing sort of Joe Wicks' style of, of workouts is great because I'm not using any weights or anything like that, but I'm using my own body weight and it's just keeping me nice and strong and supple yeah. and flexible together with the yoga. That's so that's, fun. that's the activity, activity side of tip. Okay, so let's talk food then. Come on, we want to talk food. <laughs> Yeah, I love food. <laughs> he gathered that. <laughs> I think Joe Joe went and did a cookery course in Italy not that long ago, didn't you, Joe? Yeah, yeah. Oh, lovely. Learned how to make homemade pasta. Oh, nice. Mm. So the whole thing with food, um, don't diet because it really does do your head in. And just think about eating healthily. So I'm very much... Um, I don't live my life like a Tibetan monk mm. and I'm not juicing all the time or or doing things like that so it's 80 percent healthy 20 percent have what yeah. you want in moderation um and and that is kind of like the the magic of getting out of that dieting cycle so uh during the week so the way i work my 80 percent is monday breakfast through to friday lunch time ish um is is healthy so i i work my what I eat in my diet, not the diet, mm -hmm. as many, many kind of Mediterranean style eating. Uh, so fish, um, I will eat some nuts and pulses, like things like lentils and chickpeas and beans and things like that. Um, some dairy products. So I tend to go for sheep milk products rather than cow's milk, but that's mm -hmm. a preference. Uh, I don't like goat's milk, but goat is, is good for you as well as sheep milk. Um, Plant-based stuff, yes, I have beans and pulses, but I'm not into soya partly because of my age and estrogens and things like that. I don't think it's particularly good for me. Um, I eat lots of vegetables. I get an organic veg box every week delivered to my door. Mm. And um, I probably fruit-wise, 
I'm not eating as much fruit as I, I as I yeah. used to. So um, that's partly because of sugar and just just the way I'm eating it at, at the moment. So probably a year ago, I was eating no more than three pieces of fruit a day because we tend to think that fruit's really healthy for us, but it is full no. of sugar. Yeah. And then uh, at the weekends, um, I may have some alcohol. I have been actually doing dry January. Well, I was doing dry January until Friday. <laughs> <That's really laughs> That's all right. It's almost February. <laughs> yes, exactly. Um, so yes, I will drink alcohol and I am mindful of um, what alcohol can do to me. Um, it's not sort of turning me into some like mad woman, but it actually disrupts my sleep. So that's if you're having problems with your sleep, watch out for the alcohol so so things like wine red wine or white wine can really dehydrate you at night yeah so i find that if i drink gin it doesn't make me feel so bad uh but actually because i have my sort of sleep disruption um over christmas i have been very mindful about the amount of alcohol mm. i've been um drinking or not drinking yeah. during january and just being very careful and just monitoring the situation um caffeine um some people can tolerate it, some people can't. Uh, I went decaf for a while, but I found that even that disrupted my sleep. It gave me palpitations. So wake up in the night with my, my heart beating. Oh. So I kind of have given that up as well. So it's really also monitoring how food makes you feel. Some people get, can get food hangovers from certain foods. So if I eat too much um, food with or carbohydrate, or you know, if I was eating like potatoes or rice or flour-based things like cakes and stuff like that I have to be very very careful as to how much I eat because mm. else I will bloat out so you know it is really listening to your body and, and how food makes you feel as well so really healthy proteins lots of um, vegetables all the rainbow colors of the vegetables a little bit of fruit olive oil absolutely fine uh, and also dairy products absolutely fine as well yeah, that's really, really sensible, isn't it? Mm -hmm. And I think, you know, I totally resonate with you about the thing about always being on a diet. I think I've been, been on a diet on and off since I was probably since I had my kids, since I had my youngest. And I've never really shifted the weight from when I had my youngest. And I've put more on since then. But um, that totally resonates about diets don't work because you're you you start to obsess about what you're eating and then you get to a point where oh, I just can't be bothered with this I'm going to have cake yeah. <laughs> yesterday <laughs> I had a cake day I never eat cake during the day I really don't I only have cake on a Saturday we have Shabbat where we'll have uh, Kiddush in the morning we'll have a blessing over some wine and some cake with it and that really is usually the only cake I will eat in the week but yesterday I, I just thought, no, I'm going to have a piece of cake. And I had a piece yeah. of cake and it was very nice and I really enjoyed it. <laughs> That's right. It, you know what? When you eat things in moderation, you really enjoy them. So yeah. it's like have treats. So I'm not into any of this dieting language where you sin. Um, <laughs> yes. No, I've sinned. Yeah, yeah, and things like that. And and it's it's just not right. It's like have what you want, but have it within, you know, within moderation. So I am partial to a nice chocolate eclair the weekends, <laughs> yeah. but I really, really enjoy it. And it's like a sort of ceremonious thing that I, I eat it with yeah. a knife and fork, which my partner thinks I'm absolutely mad. But no, you know I get that. I, I get that. Of it and I really enjoy it rather than just like snaffling the whole thing in about two seconds flat. It, it's also, isn't it, Rachel, about if you make food your enemy because it's a sin and, and the language that a lot of these diet plans use, um, it, it can really make you feel at odds with food. Yes. And I remember many years ago, I 
um, after I'd had my twins, I went to one of these, you know, lose weight groups mm. and um, presented my food diary because I was the newbie. And I'd had half an avocado mashed on toast with an egg on top. Oh, yummy. Very, very healthy option for breakfast. Oh, no, you can't eat that. There's so much fat in avocado. <laughs> it's not healthy for you. And I said, but what about the vitamins and, and all that stuff? Yes, but it, it, on, on this diet, we don't have avocado. Um, so I thought, okay, I was quite newbie into this. And I thought, I'm not sure this is going to work out. Then as the, the meeting got on and the, the, the whole language around enjoying food and it seemed that people just didn't you know and and the sort of it was almost like being in Alcoholics Anonymous hi I'm Joe, and I ate half an avocado <laughs> and, and and you shouldn't feel that way about no food because you you have um an unhealthy relationship with it then don't you that's right. And, and my, my weekend is for, for treats and they're in the fridge and then they're gone by the end of the weekend. So they're not there as a temptation and sort of sitting there going, eat me, eat me, eat me. And I, I guess I've just got so used to this way of eating yeah. that, um, it, you know, it just it just works for, for, for me. But it's just a simple way to to eat that you can have what you want but have it just on certain days of the week or if it's a special occasion or if you're on holiday and actually if you're on holiday coming back is just make sure you just get back into it again yeah 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 just get straight get, get when we straight have holidays it. yes one day one day so looking forward to that so looking forward to being able to have a holiday don't remember what that is I mean we were away in September for six weeks but that wasn't definitely not a holiday because we went to support our daughter who had a baby with her two-year-old at home so that was no holiday (laughs) (laughs) but I bet you it kept you fit running around after a (laughs) two-year-old well I wouldn't call myself fit I have a lot of work to do in that department so yes I've uh, yes I'm yes I'm yeah, I don't like exercise, but I'm now the weather's here has actually changed a bit. It's got it's really beautiful today. And, and when we finished, I'm actually going to go out for a walk. I decided this morning because I was having a tired day that I wasn't going to do all the things that were on my to do list because I wouldn't do them properly. And I think that's also quite important, isn't it? To recognize when you can and when you can't and to, to heed that message. So I thought, no, not today. I'm going to do this and then I'm going to go for a walk because the sun's actually out today which is lovely so get your vitamin d fix yes I have to have that so in fact I've got another podcast to listen to while I go on my walk so that's my thing out of interest Rachel what what are your thoughts on kind of supplements around taking the vitamin c pills or the vitamin d or the you know these there are a lot of people who advocate and and sort of rattle because they take so many of these supplements. What is that good to supplement? Is there a need for it, or should you be able to get as much as you need? Unless obviously a medical doctor tells mm. you. It, it, sorry, I was taking that for granted. That you know. So so my um, way of thinking on 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 this is I'm I'm not a nutritional therapist. I'm a nutritional yeah. um, advisor, so I only tell people about healthy food. But um, I don't think you should be putting anything in your body unless you've been told to by a nutritionist or a medical practitioner. Mm. Um, 
if you feel that you're vitamin D deficient, then you can do a blood test to see if you are. Um, so you can get tests online. Um, there's a or a couple of organizations, one called MediChecks and the other one called Thriver. So if you just do online um, at home blood test kits, they test all sorts of different things. Um, but the um, supplement industry is a very, very big one. And mm -hmm. um, I think a lot of people sort of, I'm gonna be very careful of my words now, sort of con us <laughs> into yeah. thinking that we need all these things and we don't. If you're eating a healthy diet, then I think it's, uh, you know, do you or don't you? I mean, I do take a vit vitamin C tablet in the morning. Um, but however, you know, I can say I haven't had a cold this year, but I haven't been anywhere to catch one. <laughs> so, uh, but I do take a good quality uh, one um, that's not full, sort of full of sugar. It's one of those effervescent ones. Um, and I do take uh, a vitamin B supplement, but it's only because I was told by a doctor to do it because I am a lady of a certain age that needs to sort of take these, mm. these things. Uh, what else do I take? That, that's about it. I take a digestive enzyme sometimes if I'm going to be eating carbohydrate as advised by a nutritional therapist. And I do take a probiotic tablet. Um, but but that's, that's it. And um, the rest is down to eating organic vegetables, making sure I'm getting my um, at least five portions of uh, veg a week uh, sorry a day, a day. Um, <laughs> not a week <laughs> that's very wrong um and um you know eating a balanced healthy diet yeah no, i think that's water as well yeah yeah i mean that's 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 really really sensible really really sensible also it's if you're not if you're like me you might start you know i i was feeling very down about well actually roundabout just before the pan pandemic started um, I went through a period of feeling really tired all the time and we just moved countries there'd been lots going on and you know with hindsight I can now see it was quite normal to feel tired but at the time I thought oh I feel tired I don't know what's going on um, and I started taking a, a also a good quality multivitamin but I bought a bottle I think it was 60 days or 90 days and I'm terrible unless a doctor has said you've got to take it and finish the course you I get out the habit quite quickly so yeah. I'll take about three quarters of them and there's probably some left still in the jar um so uh yeah I I, I totally resonate with that one that one that's really really good so most, most things can be fixed by eating healthily doing some exercise making sure you sleep so yeah. that's like the number one thing and yeah I mean those actually cost money yeah no, that's that's really good. I think I'm going to start working on my sleep. What 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 do you what would be your advice when you when you when you live with somebody who has a different sleeping pattern to you? <laughs> that's a loaded question. There, no, I. You know, it's really interesting because because my mm. husband needs far less sleep than I do, or or he does. He really has never slept well, so we tend to stay up quite late. And every mm. so often, I get to a point where I get to one day where at nine o'clock, so that's it. I'm going to bed. <laughs> that's it. Can't stay up for a minute longer. Um, but I have got used to staying up late. But I know that on the days when I go to bed that bit earlier, for whatever reason, I sleep better. Mm. So, what do you do? How do you how do you navigate? Have you got any words of wisdom on how you navigate that? It's, one? it's very interesting because when you meet someone and you form a relationship with, with them, and or maybe it's on that first date, you don't ask them what chronotype they are. <laughs> <laughs> Are you, are you are you a lion a bear a wolf or a dolphin <laughs> they could be going I'm not going near you um so it, it is something that um and I, and I think because 
we're more aware or more mindful of our, our sleep nowadays yeah. um, and how necessary it is. But when you're with someone who is in a completely different time zone to you, it is it is difficult. But so my advice is that you kind of have to look after number one. So you're, you're saying you feel so much better when you go to sleep earlier. So what you're doing is you're kind of overriding your tired yeah. button. So yeah. when we sleep, we sleep in 90 minute cycles. So you've kind of overridden that tired button and then it may not be for another 90 minutes before you go, do you know what, I'm tired, let's go to bed. And that's maybe, he, it's a little bit early for him, um, but it's just kind of like you're at that, that tipping point. So you're fighting your natural body clock, your circadian mm. rhythm. So it's important that you do listen to your body. And if you are sort of feeling tired and feeling sort of out of sort of sync or out of kilter, then it's important that you do look after your sleep. So trying to make someone who is um, like going to bed late, like sort of midnight, one or two o'clock in the morning, making them go to bed early, they won't like that because all they'll do is just lie there. Yeah, they'll hate it. So so the compromise is that you have to really sort of go to bed when you want to. Um, <laughs> no compromise then. <laughs> yeah, it is look off number one, but you can train people who are sort of late nighters um, to sort of change their body clock over time. Um, I don't recommend it for people who are the early morning people, but um, you know, unless you wanted to go to bed at like nine o'clock every night, it's it's not going to really no. work for them. But they can change their body clock very gradually. Um, so if they're say normal bedtime is, I'm just looking at my clock at the moment, sort of like say midnight. So every two weeks they change the time of their bedtime to ten minutes earlier. So they change it till ten to twelve. Do that for two weeks. Yeah then 20 to 12 do that for two weeks so that they gradually just change their their bedtime but the trick is that it's keep keeping it um the same time all the time so you have to be able to sustain those those times yeah um because if you keep chopping and changing it just means that your body clock is all over the place so a lot of people get something called social jet lag which is when say during the week they're going to bed at the same time they're getting up at the same time every morning come friday night it's like okay I'm going to go to bed slightly later and they get up slightly later Saturday morning and the same Saturday night Sunday morning and then come Sunday night they don't want to go to bed at their sort of normal mm. okay, to get up in the morning so this called social jet lag because you've just put yourself into a completely different time so you may have put yourself into Paris time zone or Tel Aviv time zone <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah so that's yeah. where you kind of get like you feel really horrible when you wake up on a Monday morning. So keeping consistent bedtimes is good because your body doesn't understand weekends. Weekends are, are a modern invention yeah. by by man. And actually, we're the only species on the planet that can really mess around with its sleep. Yeah, no, you're, you're absolutely right. Actually, thinking about it. Totally. Right. Totally. Yeah. Get that. Really interesting. Yeah. Really interesting. Yeah. I'm going so you, to... you can always get him to come to bed with you you fall asleep and and then um then he gets up and sort of 
um, you know, does what he needs to do. And then he comes <laughs> very quietly and doesn't wake you up. No, once I'm asleep, I'm asleep. It's the other way around. If, if he's gone to sleep, I can wake him up. So, yeah, no, that's been really fascinating. No, it's uh, it's not really as bad as that. I mean, that was a bit exaggerated, but I'm sure it does happen you oh, know, yes, where, you, where you've got yeah. people. And, you know, when we first <laughs> when we were first married, it used to drive me nuts because David would be up and out of bed at six. 37 o'clock in the morning smiling happy as Larry and there's me wanting to say go away go away <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> how can you be so happy first thing in the morning now I'm much better at getting up in the morning than I than I ever used to be and quite often it's me that's up first so us, we do change over time we do yeah we do but that was so funny he he you know yes uh, how can you be so happy first thing in the morning it's just like an anathema <laughs> can't do that this has been fascinating Rachel we could keep on talking all afternoon or evening even it's quarter to four here I don't know it's quarter to two so it's lunchtime where you just after lunch where you are so uh so how can people get in touch with you and and um if you send me over some information I'll pop all the links on the web page that goes with the podcast episode so people can get in touch with you and and uh and make use of your wonderful hub yeah, so um, wakeupwithzest.com is my um, website, or you could go to zestwellbeinghub.com. Um, you can get me at rachel at wakeupwithzest.com. Uh, you can link up with me on LinkedIn, so Rachel McGuinness. Um, you can follow me. I don't, I put stuff on Twitter, but don't yeah. interact with me on Twitter. So <laughs> at, at wakeupwithzest and also at wakeupwithzest on Instagram. So so there's all sorts of different ways you can um, you can follow me or just just get in touch if you've enjoyed this or you want some help. So um, and I can see if I can help you. Great. That's fabulous. Fabulous. So thank you very much. And um, thank you for being with us today. Thank you. Welcome back, listeners. Rachel's disappeared off to do something zesty somewhere else now, I think. And uh, and I'm shortly going to go and do something zesty for myself. I'm going out for a walk, Joe. Are you going to go out for a walk this afternoon? I, as soon as we finish doing this, I have um, just a couple of things that I've got to sort out with the boys. And then it is, yeah, off for my little doggy walk around the park. Martha, <laughs> bless her, has been crossing her legs all day and looking at me telling me it's time to go it's time to go so. do you ever let her out in the garden yeah she she goes out in the garden but that's that's not that's not a proper walk no that's, <laughs> you know nobody throws a ball out there and <laughs> you know even if I'd spent all day in the garden throwing the ball it's not the same as going out 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 she has to go out 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 proper out out. (laughs) okay right so I am going to go out out we went shopping this morning I was having such a day I I was up quite early and and David was still still resting sleeping so it hasn't been that well over the last week and so I didn't want to disturb him so I decided that I would come in and edit a previous edit a previous a previous episode of the podcast so I edited one of the podcasts this morning and it's all uploaded and ready to go on the website which is to be honest a weight off my mind because it's one thing less to do and uh, and then we went shopping there's a new supermarket that's opened up 
and I wanted to go and see what it was like because you have to go and investigate these things don't yes, you? Yes of course. <laughs> so so off we toddled this morning and, and I was already feeling tired so I thought I'm just going to finish this episode and we're going to go shopping and then we're going to do the podcast and then I'm going to say that's me done for the day um, because I have been working quite hard lately yeah. so I think, you know, every so often. And I think that's also one of the beauties of when you do work for yourself and appreciate that often we have deadlines to meet in whatever job we do where where we can't take the afternoon off because we have a deadline to meet. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, if I've got a course to deliver or a book to finish writing or a publisher deadline or a meeting you you can't put those off you have to do those but when you have a day like I've got today where what I had in the diary was to record some of my course and to um, record this podcast it was quite easy for me to think well actually I'm not in the right space to record any lessons today because if I do I'll probably be tongue twisted or (laughs) tongue tied and my energy is not up so I wouldn't be able to to train properly and I think that's one of the beauties when you work for yourself that when you have a day like that you can take advantage of it yeah yeah agreed and and I have to say that you know it's particularly through lockdown there have been days where I've got up early because I've been awake and I've taken advantage of that fact and instead of following my usual routine have breakfast go for a shower I've done that bit of time at my desk and cleared off some tasks and then gone to have breakfast once the family get up and and that's kind of switched my day around but it it has worked and it has helped yeah you know I- to cope with that flow of work in in lockdown yeah I I do like it when I well on the days when I do get up early um and I I you know I'll come in here shut the door uh, put on my headset and I can just get stuck into something and I am once once I'm awake I have to have my coffee first I do admit yeah. I do need my yeah. first morning coffee yeah. but once I've had my coffee um or even with my coffee I can be very productive at that yeah. minute uh, yes. that that at first hour or so but other days it's not like that so but I think that is one of the things when you can I think um I think it was Susie Flynn who was talking about how you can design your day how you want it yes and that's really resonated with me since we interviewed Susie a couple of weeks ago and I keep thinking you know I am my own boss I work I work for the worst boss in the world yeah because I work for me yeah. And I wouldn't be half as hard on any staff as I am on me. Yeah. And, you know, I'm the one that calls the shots. And sometimes we need to take a step back and think, OK, I do work for me, but I don't have to be so hard on myself. You know, would I would I say to somebody who is feeling how I feel, take the afternoon off? Of course I would. So, yeah. you know, that's what it- I should do. It ties in with what Rachel was saying about, you know, looking after ourselves, our mental health, making sure that we have meals, you know, balanced diet, taking time for meals, taking the time out to rest and sleep and, you know, for our optimal, you know, selves, if we're our optimal selves, then we're going to run our business. Yeah. Yeah, you know, because you you can't function when you're you're tired or you're lethargic or something else is going on, and you know that's always the point where you think self care and the fact that 
you know, maybe you haven't taken enough time for yourself in whichever way, whether it's food, whether it's exercise, whether it's sleep, you know, you, you've obviously perhaps burnt the candle a little at yeah. both ends. So you get squashed and that's when you, you know, have to take that time. Yeah. Absolutely. And, you know, I have to be thankful that the way I feel today is not how I feel every day. It's just today. And yeah. by tomorrow, I'll be able to get on with finishing or getting closer to finishing yeah. um, the next tranche of my PowerPoint course, which I'm itching to get finished. But yeah. I'm all I, I'm quite I am quite mindful of when how I feel and how that often affects what I do. I know, for example, the way I feel right now that if I was to bake or cook anything, yeah, it wouldn't work. It would be not yeah. as good as it ought to be. I don't know if you if you get that when you're cooking. There are days when you know you shouldn't set foot in that kitchen and put things together because it's going to be a disaster. Yeah, absolutely, <clears throat> absolutely. And you know, it it goes back to something my in a way that something that my father-in-law always used to talk about was there are certain you know, sort of days or certain phases of the moon or certain feelings that you have, you should never plant. One of the things you should never plant garlic on this day or, or, or in this phase of the moon, or if you're feeling, and he would never ever um, plant his tomato seedlings out very bizarrely if he'd not had a good night's sleep because he was adamant that if he hadn't had a good night's sleep, he wouldn't get a good crop of tomatoes. Quite, but I, I yeah. equate that to going into the kitchen and just not feeling. Yeah, yeah, I'm on top yeah. Of yourself. Well, I don't know what you're like. I mean, I know you're a gourmet cook anyway, but um, I. I have two modes with cooking. It's usually, that's 99% of the time, brilliant. And, you know, I'm quite yeah. a good cook. I'm like, yeah, it's fine. But then if I'm going to have a disaster, it will be an unmitigated disaster and every course will be a disaster. Yeah. So it won't be just the main course or the dessert. It will be, it, you, yeah. you just know that is the day you should not have set foot in the kitchen. Yeah. Yeah, my, my next my next plan, unlike a lot of people um, locked down last year, I didn't do the whole sourdough thing, mm -hmm. but I've, um, I'm, I think I'm going to have a go at that. And also, I, I've watched you a number of times do the holla? Holla, yeah, holla. yeah. And I've started following this um, gentleman on Instagram does some amazing stuff yes, with it. Yes, Prince. He yeah. does the most amazing things. So uh, that that is the, the next thing. So I should be sending you some pictures in the not too distant future when I have a look at that. I shall be looking forward to receiving them. So uh, yes, one of my trainer buddies who's seen me post my photographs of my khala said uh, sent me a message the other day saying she'd been at the market and the bread stall had khala. She lives in the near near Oxford or Cambridge I can't remember which in a village they're big science family and uh, her son wants to know what to eat with it so I said well you just eat whatever you like with it it's basically it's bread so yeah. but it's very nice bread so she said yes he's really enjoying it so <laughs> that's good well I think on that note I'm going to go and get my walk in and yeah. uh, and we will reconvene to record another episode later on this week I think yeah. we have another couple of episodes yeah. to record. But in the meantime, listeners, Shelley at tomorrowsva.com, Joe at 
jlbbusinessconsulting.co.uk. It's habit, this habit that I've got into of getting it wrong. I cannot. Joe at JLB Business Consulting UK. I think if I repeat it five times on the trot, I might get it eventually. (laughs) But anyway, listeners, I'm having one of those days. I think it's time to go. And we shall see you next week. All of the details will be on the webpage of how you can get in touch with us and the resources that Rachel mentioned. Everything will be there on the webpage. And we'll see you next week. You have been listening to Virtually Amazing, the podcast for virtual assistants with Shelley Fischel and Joe Brianti. We will be back with you again next week with yet another amazing episode. See you then.